0: The Cue the Dagger, brought to you in partnership with Inside the Rink. Inside the Rink is your one-stop shop for all NHL news, insights, and analysis. You can follow them on Twitter, at Inside underscore the underscore rink. I'll be your host, Clifton Ramey,
1: and I'm with my co-host, Logan Rosengard. How are you doing, my man? It's a new day. More hockey. I don't know. It's, it's a great day to be alive. Uh, I can't complain too much. How are you doing, Cliff?
0: Doing good, man. i um, Hawks haven't done great, but, you know, I'm doing good. Uh, It's the next day I'm living. I can't complain. Uh, You know, I can complain a little bit about the product on the ice, but that's about all.
1: I think most fans could say the same thing. But before I get too far into our episode, a quick word from our show sponsor and friend of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and, yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up for BETUS.com with promo code RINK for a 125% sign-up bonus. Again, use promo code RINK for your 125% sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. All right, Logan, since we've been here,
0: the Blackhawks have played three games and have lost three times. We'll just go ahead and jump right into it. Though. We'll go into the Columbus game which they lost seven to four, four to seven, uh, seven to four. Same thing. I was on the right track there. Um, but you had some interesting things in that game. As far as looking at it, I thought Artem Soderbong didn't look ready. I thought he gave up a really bad third goal. Um, you had the 1238 line that lasted three shifts. It was interesting. Ultimately gave up a goal. Um otherwise Columbus kind of was just a game where I personally feel that Blackhawks lost based off of goaltending. Um, but it's a young kid, and I'm not gonna like harp on him or go down his throat by any means. Yeah,
1: I don't that that's a loss that kind of just chalks up to the team being bad, right? I mean Columbus isn't that much better of a team. Sure, they have a better record and sure they've got a few more a few less holes in their lineup compared to the Blackhawks. But um that's just one of those losses that young and experienced and bad teams have, right? You throw a goalie in there who's, this is his first season playing in North America. He's spent most of his time down in Rockford, and he's having a pretty, Arvid Sauterplom's having a really good season in Rockford in the AHL, like really, really loves good. And management loving him is a really good thing because he's someone that I think is probably going to get a few more looks uh, down the stretch and in the near future, which say what you want about his uh, stance in the organization compared to Colin Delia, who's kind of paid his dues, in my opinion, but I I think. Soderblom already jumped Delia. I, I think there's a little bit of a skill curve and a skill presence that Solderblom has compared to Delia, which as much as I hate to say that because I love Colin Delia, I've always been a Colin Delia fan, I think he's going to get phased out of the uh, NHL crease conversation sooner rather than later. But just a bad game for the Blackhawks. Four goals is good. Offense is good, but when you can't capitalize and can't prevent scoring from happening the other way, it kind of gets overlooked.
0: Yeah, out of it, um, only kind of notes I had was uh, the Jones had the double post and the other post, so it's kind of funny. You could split Columbus and hit three posts. I shouldn't say funny. Um, and then I thought Enswissle ends had a really good game. He had the goal. I thought overall he played really well. Um, but, yeah, overall I thought it was just – Kind of a game where the Hawks played meh. They had good shifts. They produced offensively for one of very few games this year, but goaltending kind of let him down and Soderbaum maybe just isn't quite ready for the NHL. Um, obviously the Hawks have very high hopes for him. I don't know very much about him as I didn't watch his games when he was younger. I've only seen him in the NHL and some few AHL games I have caught. He does look good in the minors. Um Really, it's not much to say there. Uh, and then really the only other thing to come for that game was Patrick Kane, tied Dennis Savard for second in franchise history and assists. Um, but really, yeah, Columbus wasn't all that great. And then um, yeah, you brought up uh previously we were talking the Jamie Ben water bottle squirt. So I'll let you go ahead and take that over.
1: Yeah, uh you know. Blackhawks have kind of been in the news and have kind of had their name thrown around for a lot of not so savory reasons this season and say what you will about the front office and the product on the ice. But if one of the highlights of the Blackhawks game week was Mackenzie and Twistle getting squirted in the face with a water bottle passing by the Dallas Stars bench uh, from Jamie Benn and Jamie Benn being fined $5,000 for unsportsmanlike conduct, I think is the, the specific uh penalty, that's a pretty yeah. good week for the Blackhawks. I think it's I I love like the the fines that players get for weird shit like that. Not that spraying a water bottle is weird or out there, but you don't see it often, right? You're not gonna see a guy squirting a water bottle at the opposing team during a fight because that's just dumb. Like that's five thousand dollars that you otherwise wouldn't have had to shell out because you may that it's like stupid. Like, I don't know. Jamie Ben's like a veteran guy in the NHL. Messing with a fourth
0: liner and end I thought it was pretty funny. And we just covered the Dallas game because, you know, that game was a conquer. Well, nothing lost by them. So we got a shutout. out, played really well. Reichel played. Otherwise, yeah, pretty much just a water bottle squared from that game. That game yeah. was awful to watch.
1: I couldn't imagine being an actual attendance for that game. I've seen some boring hockey. Like I've seen some really, really boring hockey in my life.
0: Wasn't that the game that was sold out too? It was. That was the game that was sold out. It's like is that their the second and
1: third shoulder. Is that like no, the, the first, first sellout since like a while ago? Like yeah, yeah. it's like their second
0: and third all year. And I remember because the day before was that weird snow day that like the rink was empty.
1: I we had we had a lot of snow here in Kansas, it was kind of like every everyone in the Midwest got hit because of that huge storm surge. But for whatever reason, not for whatever reason, Kansas doesn't know how to handle snow. Like if, you, if you're from Chicago and you live in Chicago or Minnesota or Wisconsin, you can like rest assured that if 10 inches hits your town, you're going to be going into work tomorrow because they have the plows running and they've got the salt machines going before not here. My car got stuck in my own driveway. That's how bad it is. Like, I couldn't move. It, it got, it was, it was ugly. But,
0: um, 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 I'm just, I'm just curious. Pretty sure the plows don't plow your driveway.
1: I know, but that, it, that
0: might be more like a uh driver we, error,
1: maybe. That, it, let's not get too into that. There's a whole, I mean, we could, we could
0: digress into the Florida game if you would like. <laughs>
1: I think I would much rather do that than complain about oh, That's another
0: uh, two to five loss that we get to talk about with the Blackhawks. Um, But actually, the Florida game is a little bit more fun to talk about because Chicago played Florida very well. I think they outplayed them in the first player until about the four-minute mark where Ekblad had that goal. I thought Chicago pretty much kind of dominated. They had three shots, something like that, I believe. Um, It was like the fewest shots all year Florida had in a period. Caden had that fluky goal from below the goal line there um, to tie it up on one late, which was really nice. But ultimately I thought had a really good first period. Um, I thought they played a good game. And then obviously the second period you had their normal shit the pants and the game kind of went a little bit downhill. Score wise, but overall, I really did think that the Hawks played Florida well. Like I think the two to five is a little misleading as far as that game goes. Ultimately, shots on goal did favor Florida 25 to 24. But really, what's that? Ultimately the Hawks power play sucks. I mean, and- the
1: team the team is losing that game in pretty brutal fashion, nine times out of ten, maybe even ten times out of ten, that like Florida's a much better team. I'm not surprised that we draw. alone it.
0: out shooting them eleven to three in the first. Like I was happy with the performance.
1: You've you've got to take those those wins. Like you've got to take those period wins. And you've got to take those like small victories that you get like from a progression standpoint and build on them. Right. Like obviously, the postseason's out of reach. There's talks that Brandon Hagel is going to be on the trading block come a couple weeks when the trade deadline comes around.
0: Oh, I pray not. You heard Derek Key's I hope comments. I not. I talking I, about I how love he him. shouldn't be.
1: I love him, but you know, rumors I mean, are, if rumors, it's a are hall, rumors. But
0: I'm not no. No point even going that far. But no. Ultimately, um, what did you think about the Dehan Reinhardt fight? Thought it was okay. I thought, nah.
1: I like very Cal- mediocre. I like Calvin dehan getting in a fight. I like Calvin Dehan Anything. I think he's one of my. F- not think he's I have, one of my favorite defensemen. So I have him, a few issues now. Him getting didn't. in the him getting in the mix is good to me.
0: Uh sorry. It just hit me. Like literally, I didn't have this point. But there was a few hits thrown there, and you expected the Hawks to step up during those games. Um, like I think DeBrinket got hit really bad the one time, and that's uh, isn't that ultimately why Dehan fought? Thanks. Um, I, think so. I can't remember. If I remember, Something, I just I just recall over these this purity games. There was a few hits where you just expected somebody on this team to step up, and I it's funny because I'll just go ahead and throw the Kara back surgery news, and he's out ten to twelve. But that's where a guy like Kara would have came in to fight. Like, how is Alex debrick getting crushed? And nobody stepping up. Like there was a penalty on the play, if I remember correctly. I could be remembering that incorrectly, but as far as I recall, Alex Binkier got crushed, and nobody did anything.
1: I don't know. I mean, some eh, some some got sometimes. Yeah, it was, take it was exce- uh, guys take exception to one thing one night, and then the next night it's like nothing ever happened. Right? That's hockey.
0: Yeah, it was Raku Gudis. That's what it was. It was Gudis's hit on Debrink. That's what I was thinking of right there. Um, but yeah, ultimately another loss, um, good news out of there. Kane did come through and took second in franchise history, no longer tied. Um, good for Patrick Kane. Congratulations to him.
1: I, um, I will say this about Patrick Kane while we're talking about positions in terms of overall points in franchise history. I love Patrick Kane. And I've said this, I've, I've said this so many times in so many different places he is not going to be the best Blackhawk of all time until he retires, or if he surpasses Stan Mikita's, uh, right? Stan Makita, who sits number one of the point chart, right?
0: Yes, I believe so.
1: Uh, I'm pulling up the
0: exact numbers as we speak.
1: He is not going to be the greatest Blackhawk until he hangs him up, or if he passes and gets, like, number one in assists or points or goals all time for the Blackhawks. That's my stipulation. Oh, I know we we're not really talking about that. They start all is-
0: time. We can jump into it right now, because this is this is more fun to talk uh, about this, than this, those let, crappy like, three games.
1: Like let, Let's oh. get into it a little bit. I, I think Patrick Kane is going to be the greatest American, It is the greatest American hockey player it of all is. time.
0: I think, I already have to disagree, in my opinion. I think he already is a better Chicago Blackhawk than Stan Makeda. I'm sorry. Patrick Kane brought three cups. I'm a, I'm a va- Patrick like, Kane won a heart. Um, I get that he has more points, but you got to remember, there was a dead puck era that was moving into Patrick Kane's starting of his era. I know scoring's up since then, but Patrick Kane did start his career back in 2008. That's close to that dead puck, New Jersey-style, lock-it-down type of game. Um, And if you look at the points, really, you have Bobby Hall just ahead of Patrick Kane at 11.53, and you have Patrick Kane at 11.37. So Patrick Kane probably by the end of the year is going to be in second place, all time in franchise history, and then you're looking at Stan Makita at 1467. So if Patrick Kane doesn't leave,
1: I think he passes Stan Mikita, dude. I don't I'm talking I, I 300 think he, points. I mean, I think he does too. But if he's he's got what he's, he's got, on Pace for
0: 80 this year, right? He's on pace for 82. He's literally one point over a point per game. Um, let's say he plays next year and doesn't get traded. We're going to just stipulate that he's staying because obviously that's the only way he gets there. And they get another 82. Well, oh, he's 100 and something points out. Well, if he stayed there, then he's obviously signing a three year deal. You're telling me Patrick Kane can't get 150 points in three years? 50 points a year?
1: I'm not saying he can't, but I'm saying players regress when they get older and i'm not you know he doesn't really seem like he's slowing up anytime soon but he's older he's he's reaching 35 or or yeah he's 33 uh he's he's getting up there in age and i'm not saying he's gonna slow down and then be actually as unusually. you say that
0: i love that you brought this up Cause I just saw this on Twitter and I was able to pull it up. Which player makes the most dangerous passes? Right, five v five slot shot assist per sixty minute is the Prob- stat you're looking probably at. Probably
1: Patrick Kane is my assumption.
0: Yes, at two point eight percent or two point eight. Sorry, not percent. Um, Artemi Panera would be number two at two point six so patrick kane is still according to this one very specific stat i know it's specific it's analytics yada yada yada. but in that specific analytic patrick kane's still an elite league he
1: doesn't have to score goals to get points i, mean, I think he I, I think he passes stan but until he does stan is my best Blackhawk of all time like that's just I'm, that's just something I'm not really going to budge on. Like, I I am a... Voter, oh, no, no. You can't like, go yeah. wrong
0: with Stan Makita. You can't go wrong with Patrick Kane. Obviously you can't go with like, Tony there, there, isn't, there
1: isn't, like, a wrong answer to me. It's just there's the categorical evidence of point, like, actual point production. I know it's a different era, and that Patrick Kane is probably, if we're talking prime Stan Makita versus prime Patrick Kane playing style, Patrick Kane is probably going to beat him out in almost every category, just based on like how different the game is and how much different of an athlete Patrick Kane is compared to Stan Makita. But I'm a very like I'm a numbers driven guy. If you're not if you're not above the guy that's the best of all time, you you gotta get there See, or make a pretty my, good make a pretty good effort to get my, there in order for my to argument be to
0: you. I just have one, one argument, and my argument to you is numbers can say one thing, right? Errors change, and performances and goals for per game change and fluctuate and go up and down. They've been up. They've been down in the early 2000s. Now they're coming back up. Well, when you look at the hardware and you look at the trophy, what does Patrick Kane have? He has a Calder. He has a hard trophy. He has an Art Ross. He has a Ted Lindsay, He has three Stanley Cups. He has a Conn Smythe. Right. To me? That's a lot more full than what Stan Makita is. Stan
1: Makita's got a nice cover. I mean, we'll agree to disagree. Like I know we've had Absolutely. this conversation on the show before, but like I I, I, and I, I, love I have Day. full
0: respect to Stan Makita. I right, save here. So like you can't go wrong with it. I think uh, they're both great choices. Um, but speaking of Stan Makita, we can go a little bit back and close to his time, and we could talk about Bobby Hall no longer being an ambassador for the Chicago Blackhawks. Um to move in my opinion that's, that's a little bit maybe overdue everyone knows about the off-ice history and the alleged stuff that has happened it's, and it's a pretty, allegedly he's a shitty
1: person it's a pretty good optics situation for the blackhawks considering their recent trending uh news uh their presence in the news recently and having not that You know, Bobby Hall is like a legendary figure in terms of actual on ice play. It's probably for the better that he's away from the organization, especially when they have the image that they currently do. Uh, I don't really need to say more on that, but. Um, No, uh, all I'd have
0: to say is yeah, the Golden Jet may be one of the greatest on the ice players off the ice. He may or may not be a piece of shit. alleged of course we don't know but the blackhawks have way better options that they could use as ambassadors nowadays from duncan keith when he's retired or if you want to talk retired guys brent seabrook marion Hosa, patrick sharp stan makita could still hang around um so just a lot of opportunities elsewhere and you don't need to have somebody who may or may not have that checkered pass um otherwise we can go ahead and get away from that and go into Kevin Lincoln is back, and looks like he'll probably play at some point this weekend. They took him off the IR since Soderbaum decked down to the AHL, probably where uh, Soderbaum belongs in my opinion. Um, but yeah, Lincoln's back. I know you're a Lincoln fan. I've been a little bit down on Lincoln, so I'll go ahead and let you pump him up, and I'll just shut up.
1: Uh, I think he probably plays against New Jersey just because it's a little bit of a weaker team compared to St. Louis. Um, I don't know. He's back from injury. Hopefully hopefully the time that he had off the ice is enough to kind of refresh him and give him some new legs to end the season. I don't expect his performance to really greatly impact the Blackhawks in any sort of net positive or negative way where we're talking about being like actually... In the bottom third of the, like, actually in the bottom five teams in the league. And I don't think he's going to push us forward into the playoffs, but it's good to have him back. Healthy young goaltenders developing is always a good thing. So there's that going for the Blackhawks.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't have much to say. Um. I'm personally kind of out on Lincoln. I know it's not the fan popular thing to say. I just don't think he's the kind of the goalie. I'm kind of already looking at Soderbaum and to be completely honest, I'm gonna throw a little drop in here, although um, it's not really worth mentioning because he's years out. Um, Drew Camesso, who did a great job at the Olympics, he got a youngest shutout in United States history. Um, He has like a 0.95 save percentage over like his last 11 games or whatever. I think Drew Camesso is the true answer to the goaltending position, but I think that's years out. Um, I think it's pretty irrelevant to really talk about that at this moment. Um, I don't think Lincoln ends it. I wasn't too impressed with Soda Bomb and NHL. Um, really, I just don't think any of the two are the answer between Soda and Lincoln, in my opinion, but I'm not gonna go down on Soda Bomb. The franchise likes him. Um, yeah, I think Lincoln in is and I think he's a good backup goalie. That's just it. Um, but speaking of also being back, he's not quite really cleared, but he has been skating. Captain Sears himself, Jonathan Taze is back on the ice, which is absolutely fantastic to see.
1: Another great sign to see a player returning from injury, especially Jonathan Taze. Like, if Jonathan Taze can get rolling again and he can kind of be his own if he can play like Jonathan Taze is supposed to play, uh, that'll be a good thing. Like for playoffs aside, you want players that need developing and need high level minutes playing with those high level guys. You don't want your young prospect playing alongside a third liner. That isn't actually going to be the same caliber of play that he's going to be playing at his prime. Right, You want to have him play up a little bit. I know you don't want to stunt his growth, but having Jonathan Tays back in the lineup is going to be a net positive whenever he steps back in. Yeah,
0: the only real question I have is what does it do to Dylan Strome? Shum? Dylan Strome's been playing really great as of late. Um, But obviously, we're is. just going to wait and see. Um, I don't think it affects his
1: play. I think Dylan Strome still gets... Still got to I would hope his doubt. play has
0: been good enough that King just lets him stay in the same role he's been doing. I mean, he's been freaking fantastic. So I don't know. Um, And then the last note is um, I was reading Ben Pope and Charlie Romeliotis, and I believe it's Charlie Romeliotis sent out a tweet saying Tyler Johnson skating. Not only is Tyler Johnson skating, Tyler Johnson is working on the first power play unit. And his tweet, I believe it was, Wouldn't be surprised if he played on Friday. That would be awesome to have Tyler Johnson back. If you go read my earlier articles, you're going to know I'm not like a huge Tyler Johnson fan. I think he's a little overpaid, but I think that speed and skill is something this lineup specifically is missing. And I think obviously he's an ad and a positive. So
1: he's a veteran. He's small. He's fast. He's a versatile player on the offensive side of the game. Just another asset to have to the team. Like if you're, if you're, in a position to have your team at full strength, take it. And he is going to put that team closer to full strength. He's got, in, in the eight games that he played before going out, he got a goal and two assists, uh, two power play assists, both of them. So having him back on the special team side of the game is definitely he was going to dog be dog
0: trash before he got hurt.
1: I thought he was – no, like, I I don't think he's the greatest player. Like, I'm not going to sit here and try and defend him, but, like, if he's back and he's healthy and he can unlock a part of his game and in part of the Blackhawks team game, good. Like – Obviously,
0: yeah. I think he's obviously a positive. I don't think you could ever go wrong adding that kind of speed and skill. Of course. Um, I just wish he wasn't making $5 million, but, you know. Nothing you can do in that. Uh, Stan right, Bowman's 20. gone. So hopefully, no more moves like that happen. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, the Blackhawks are just going ahead and they have this long time period off. And then they face New Jersey um, and then St. Louis. So um, they've got a really three game
1: homestand too, which hopefully will. Oh, well,
0: they're in that middle of that six game one. So yeah.
1: I mean, playing at home, that's always good. Better
0: yeah i don't know i mean as far as they're looking forward to games and stuff i mean the season is definitely over um i don't have their first yet so really i'm just kind of waiting to the deadline um we're not going to jump into it or anything yet because it's about a month away just under um the hawks are still going to hire gm to please. um but yeah once the hawks kind of get moving here um all the rumors are the GM should be here soon um and we'll kind of really find out where this organization's going because I feel like with the playoffs out of reach, it's kind of a, a wall.
1: Yeah, as soon as as soon as soon they're able to restructure their front office around their new general manager, I will start getting answers as to where this team's future really lies because you can say in three or four seasons all the Blackhawks' top prospects are going to be performing at the level that they're supposed to, and we're going to be back in playoff contention every year. You can say that because on paper, that's how team progression works, but you won't really know where, it, it really also depends on the general manager and how they approach the team. If they wanna try and clear house completely, then those three years probably turns to six or seven, right? There's, it, it, the future of the team fully relies on the type of GM and the GM that we hire in the next couple of weeks. And um, I, that's that's it. Like. That's really all we're waiting for. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, Lucas Reichel played a few games. I, wanna, I we may have like very briefly touched on it. I thought he was okay. Um, thought he looked like a rookie. Thought he drove the play well. Thought he played with speed. Uh but when Lucas, really, when he's Lucas young Reichel kid.
1: gets to the league and actually starts playing minutes in the league, it's going to be scary because he's good. He's got great eyes vision. I'm super excited for that kid.
0: Uh, yeah, so am I. Uh, dude, he's got talent and skill, and he can really carry a puck, and if you get him the puck and transition up the middle of the ice, like he just knows either to shoot or to find the guy to the boards. Um, he's really got that kind of it factor when it comes down to just really understanding the game and playing with speed. Um, that's something that's kind of rare is being able to play with that kind of speed that he likes to play with. Um but then he gets to an NHL level and he looks like a young kid because he is a young kid. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely excited for Lucas Reichel. Uh, I think he's going to be great. Um, but really I just think the Hawks are kind of in a tough spot, tough bind. Um, we're kind of just, again, waiting, just waiting. Yep. Well
1: dude. Um, you got anything else? I got nothing else, Cliff.
0: Well, that'll do it. Thank you guys for listening to Cue the Dagger. Don't forget, we're doing a giveaway at 100 followers on Twitter. Um, go ahead and follow the pod, at Q the Dagger pod. Um, otherwise, thank you guys for listening.